Hello and welcome to Roll for Relaxation, the multiverse's most relaxing Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast. A quick update before we get into things. I made a poopy. Sorry, misread that. I made a wiki. So if you ever need a recap and you want to read about what all the description of the doors are, what loot they find, or what Cassius's notes say, go check out the description. Anyway, let's roll for relaxation. A three. Hmm, this is not a good die. Well, I'm putting you in dice prison. Enjoy the show. Last time on Roll for Relaxation. While looking for the heir to a fiefdom, our protagonist entered a mystical door to a magical world, made a ghostly companion, and defeated a group of evil cultists. After defeating the cultists, the group found themselves escorting a teenage student, a prisoner, and a group of baby changelings to the new Neverwinter Adventuring Academy. I can take your cultist captive to the authorities and give those babies a good home here at my school. My student Luna will guide you around the city. I need sleep and a shopping session before I do anything else. Let me show you to the Fallen Tower Inn, I guess. Here we are at the inn. Uh, before we go to sleep, I need to talk about something. What is it, Dante? Well, based on Cassius's note... Cassius. We're trying to find three pieces of a key, and one of them is at the bottom of a blue lake in a land without winter. I think that's here. We're in the city of Neverwinter, and there's a lake called Blue Lake in the northwest part of town. Oh, I don't fully understand what you're talking about, but it sounds like we're going swimming tomorrow. The next morning... I need armor. To the store. Here's the store... What can I help you with? Well, uh, my doublet. Armor. We need armor. Done. And a doublet for you, sir. And a diving bell so my friends can explore the lake bottom. Here you go. Come back again. The lake is this way. Yar, I'm a salty sailor about to go fishing on the lake. Take us with you. Yar, ye convinced me. And so... They descended into the lake, entering an old sepulchre built on the lake bed. Within the building, they found a large sea serpent guarding a treasure. Who do you work for? No uh, one. No one. Wrong answer. Take this. Episode 7. Giant Flaccid Snake. Cool. Mm. Pokemon battle music. For real though. Uh, so we need everyone to roll initiative, including uh, me. me I thought I was tracker. in a boat. You're on the boat. That's true. You're this on the problem. boat. We're still gonna have you roll initiative, <laughs> just in case. Yeah. Nineteen. Wow, you're very serious. Boop. I did better than a two this time. Well oh, done. I did the Thank same. You. I worked really hard on it. <laughs> Get better every time. Yeah. Uh, so you, you gotta. Nine and nineteen and a fourteen. Guess this means I should think about what I'm about to do. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> what am I about to do? Yeah, you're really angry for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, yeah. I can't imagine why I would be agitated right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Oh, and I'm gonna roll for fluff. <laughs> okay, so fluff goes last. You. I'm glad that Fluff had less initiative than me. 
Fluff isn't with us, is he? Or is he? Uh, Fluff is with you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He jet propulsed himself. Right, 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 right. Yes. What's happening now is that the snake looks at you and says, take this. So to recap the room that you're in, uh, it's like the Misty's Gym from Pokemon. Right. Where there's water all around the edges and you guys are on a platform uh, in the middle. Your platform is about 20 feet wide and 40 feet long. At the end of it is the giant constrictor snake. It's coiled up and you cannot see the bottom of its tail. You can see that it goes into the water a little bit. And so after it says, take this, what happens is you see the water moving along the edge. A giant wave comes up propelled by the tail of the snake. You two, Estrella and Dante, need to make a strength saving throw. All right. Oh, very good. That's two. (laughs) That's a 20. You. Something like my character. Go for a swim. Mm, yeah. Oh, so, no. so Estrella is able to shoulder her way through this blow very well. You don't even get pushed to the edge. But Dante, you're taken for a ride, and you are now in the water. Oh, That's no. bad news. No. And Fluff. Oh, wow. Wow. He manages to cartoonly flatten himself. <laughs> <laughs> And and not be affected. I just keep thinking Kirby. Fluff is basically Kirby. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, very similar. Dante, what are you doing? I'm going to attempt to get back onto the platform because uh, I cannot swim. I don't know if that's possible for me to get back onto the platform. I don't know how far out in the water or under the water I am. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, You're about five feet from the edge. Can I just kind of flounder my way back? Uh, (laughs) Like... Okay, in terms of rules as written, you would be able to. But the fact that you said that you can't swim, <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, I'm going to say... I could probably like, tread water, at least. I could probably doggy paddle. I don't know. I feel like that's pretty innate. Oh, okay. Yeah, you you managed to, to make your way uh, back, and you can pull yourself up. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, and that'll be all your movement, I'll say. That's fair. Because otherwise, this is going to be real difficult. <laughs> <laughs> but you still have your action. Oh, that was all my movement. Okay. Uh, with my action, uh, this is probably a terrible idea, but can I withdraw the scroll of Summon Imp that I have in my bag and see if it's readable still? Uh, yeah, you do so, and you find that it is completely readable. Oh, that's very convenient. Uh, As though it is magical. Almost like I'm going to attempt to cast it. I don't know how that works with a scroll. Roll Arcana, or no, roll your your spellcasting ability. So for you, it's going to be Charisma. Okay. And you have to beat an 11. I have to beat an 11. Can I do that as a Charisma save, or do I do it as an unskilled Charisma check? It's just a straight-up ability check uh, for Charisma. Unskilled, yeah. 21. Oh, wow. <laughs> Holy. <laughs> unskilled 21. Yeah. Very skilled 21. <laughs> as it turns out. <laughs> I'm pretty freaking charismatic. You might have noticed. (laughs) So, uh, Imp appears on your back, Dante. All right. And it it whispers, Hello, what am I doing for you? Uh, I suppress a shiver, and I say, We could really use your help with that giant sea serpent over there. You got it. Uh, and then it walks off towards the sea serpent. I'm going to say its turn happens right after yours. Perfect. And it uses its dash action to get over there. So it uh, doesn't have time to attack this round. 
All right. Uh, are you bonus actioning? Uh, yeah, I absolutely am. I'm going to uh, <laughs> just sing a little ditty, you know, just a little da 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 And suddenly, uh, I'm going to give Astrea Bardic Inspiration. So, Astrea, you get Bardic Inspiration. Good you didn't use your lyre because it is very warped. Oh, no. It's, no. God, I can't believe you've done this. Oh, no. I'm so upset. I haven't noticed yet that it's, that it's wrecked, but I'm going to be so upset. Mm. <laughs> Astrea. Mm, uh, I don't know what to do. I'm guessing that this snake is probably pretty far away. So I'm going to throw a javelin at it. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Hmm. Nine. Yeah, that misses. Dang it. Now I'm just anchored it. <laughs> you still have your movement. Hmm. Um... I don't know if I want to swim closer to it because I'm you you are on dry land I'm on dry land okay I'll stay on dry land so the the top half of the snake is on the platform you are at the very end of it and its bottom half is uh, under the water mm. so you could move towards its top half if you want okay yeah yeah I'm gonna move towards the top half for some reason okay. I thought he was like on a completely different platform all right cool so you are about 10 feet away from it now okay poppy How's that, that row your boat going? It's going pretty well. <laughs> we're, we're getting through the song. Uh, <laughs> I don't hear any screaming. <laughs> row your boat a pirate's life for me. That's Very how it ends, good. right? Very okay. good. You're doing so well. Oh, well, you're a great teacher. <gasps> oh, that honors me so much. You have no idea. Oh, you're a fine uh, dead lady, you're... Um, yes. <laughs> After I died, I was pretty bad at reading social situations. <laughs> I mean, only if you'll want to. I don't know if it'll be any good. Uh, Poppy leans over and kisses him on the cheek. Uh, all right. And then it's Fluff's turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, because Fluff is your host... He has a telepathic connection to you, and so Fluff thinks out loud to you, and he goes, Hey, puppy. Uh, you there? Out loud? Mm-hmm. I say, <laughs> out loud. <laughs> I say, what? Who is it? What? It's me, Fluff. Oh, hi, Fluff. You should come down here. There's a snake. Is it a good snake or a bad snake? I think it's a bad snake. Is it a baby snake? If it's a baby snake, I don't want to see the mommy. (laughs) Oh, okay. I'll come down and see if it's a baby snake. Okay. And then Fluff will... God, what will Fluff even do? He'll catch up with Estrella. Dante. Oh, oh, no, actually, the top half of the snake is going to go. Dang it. (laughs) The top half lunges at you, Astrea, and tries to make a bite attack against you. Mm. Oh. <laughs> and uh, it, it chips its tooth on your new your new armor with its natural one. Nice try. Dante. I'm going to attempt to cast Tasha's hideous laughter <laughs> on the snake. I, I think that'll work. I'm not quite sure. We'll see what happens. 
Uh, so how does this work? A creature of your choice that you can see within range. Okay, that's fair. Perceives everything as hilariously funny and falls into fits of laughter if the spell affects it. The target oh, must wow. succeed on a wisdom saving throw or fall prone, becoming incapacitated and unable to stand for the duration. It rolls a seven. That sounds like failure to me. Yeah, so it's, wait, so it's incapacitated. Say that again. It's incapacitated and... The spell reads, the target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or fall prone, becoming incapacitated and unable to stand up for the duration. I don't quite know how that's going to work for a snake, but... Uh, and then at the end of each of its turns, and each time it takes damage, the target can make another wisdom saving throw. Okay. The target has advantage on the saving throw if it's triggered by damage. And on success, the spell ends. Is that all you're doing this round? I am also going to follow up with a little ditty. And give myself some inspiration. Uh, and I'm going to move to the center of the platform. Cool. Away, as far away from the water as I can get. <laughs> awesome. Astrea. Um, I mean, can I move first to, so that I'm in range to... Attack. Yeah, when it attacked you, it lunged okay, towards perfect, you. Perfect, perfect. Mm -hmm. I guess Australia, at this point, doesn't realize that the snake is having giggle fits. Yeah, so oh. I probably should have so, said something about that. Yeah, yeah. So, so what you see uh, after you cast the spell is the snake starts like hiccuping, um, and then and then just like collapses. Whereas it was holding its head up before, its head is just like on the ground, kind of like seizing up and down. Can I take a like a free action to to shout to Astrea, or is it too late for that? No, go for it. Uh, all right, Astrea, don't don't touch it, don't touch it. Why not? I'm gonna stab it in the eye. Why? Because right now it finds everything hilarious. It won't harm us, at least not just now. Well, maybe it'll find my steel hilarious. It probably won't. <laughs> what am I supposed to do then? Well, presumably we're here for a key of some sort. Perhaps we should look mm. around while it's incapacitated. Oh, you're right. Estrella, make a perception check. Or investigation, your choice. Um, I'll do investigation. Yeah. 19. Ooh. Uh, behind the withering coils of the snake, uh, you see recessed in the wall behind it is a treasure chest. Um, so it, there's between you and that treasure chest, there is main body of the snake, 10 feet of water, and then you have to climb up onto the ledge and then you'll be where the treasure chest is. Mm. Then I'm just going to go full steam ahead and try and get towards that treasure. Uh, you got the sense that swimming with your new armor on was really hard. Mm. So I'll say that you could throw it off really quick as a bonus action if you want, or you can try to make an athletics check to try to swim over. Mm. How far is it? You said 10 feet? Mm -hmm. 10 feet isn't that long of a swim, so I'm going to go for athletics. Okay. Yeah, roll an athletics check. <laughs> Hope this goes well. <laughs> Me too. You can do it. Don't forget, you have bardic inspiration. Ooh. That's true. Okay, good. Okay. Oh, I don't need it. Oh, wow. Honey. <laughs> All right. You actually don't even need to swim. You jump <laughs> and <laughs> one phenomenal leap, catch the ledge and pull yourself up. So I, I'll say that was like, yeah, I'll say that was your movement. So if you mm -hmm. still want to use your action to open the chest, mm -hmm. you can. Yeah, I'm going to open the chest. When you open the chest, what you find 
you find three potions in there, two of which are blue t- tinted and have effervescent bubbles coming out of it, like a carbonated drink, mm. as well as larger bubbles that pop up, uh, kind of like a boiling liquid. Uh, you see a red potion, similar to the one that you've seen before that you got from the professor. Uh, yeah. It looks like a healing potion. You see a bit of, it looks like the circular base of a key, and it is uh, made of black onyx. And you also see something wrapped in a sun-bleached bandana. Mm. When you see this bandana, you immediately have a flashback to being a kid. What is that flashback? Uh, The flashback to me is remembering Cassius wearing this bandana that was given to him by Amir, another one of my paladin friends. And uh, specifically the flashback, something that kind of is like heavy in my mind is the moment when uh, Cassius is being made fun of. He has something on his forehead, a birthmark. We wouldn't know it as vitiligo, but that is what it is. In that moment, Cassius was being made fun of as a child, and Amir being the one that was very uh, outgoing, very well-liked. Uh, the kids looked up to him, and Amir came over and took off his bandana that he had and put it around Cassius's head. And in that moment, it was kind of like a symbol to the other children that they should make fun of Cassius. Yeah, and so this headband, which was originally red, it's now faded into a dusty rose color. Uh, It had, at one point, black patterning on it that's now turned into a grayish charcoal color. It's wrapped around something. As you pick it up and you open that wrapping, uh, you find a a canteen with a note on it, and you don't yet have time to read the note. Okay. Poppy, what's up? So... (laughs) I've been summoned by the fluff, so I uh, give Baldy a little kiss on the cheek and say, I'll be right back, stay right here. And then I go under the water as fast as I can. Okay. I think your move speed is 30, so you make it um, most of the way there. You're still in the water. No, I... How deep did I say this thing was? I think you said it was about 30 feet. Yeah, yeah, I said it's about 30 feet. You can actually, yeah, then you can, because you can go through ceilings, you can go through the ceiling and make it into the room so that you're, um, uh, but you can't fly, so the moment you get in there, you fall to the ground. I'm slower going through water, right? uh, Oh, um, yeah, that's a good point. I don't mean to tattle on myself. But <laughs> you're, you're tattling on yourself. Yeah, you go, you go at half speed, so you're, you're halfway there. Um, you're a little over halfway there. Yeah. Um, but you can use your action to dash if you want. I would and, love that. Okay. Yeah, so then you, uh, you continue to move through the water, and uh, you make it to the ceiling of the building, and as you phase through it, you go through what is essentially like old-style concrete and then a layer that has a whole bunch of piping, going through it that you see and then a, uh, another you more feel it there's not light there um, you feel like you're going through piping and then uh, another layer and then you fall and you take I'm going to say d4 damage I can take fall damage it's <laughs> a strange thing <laughs> yeah. don't touch the ground <laughs> it's psychic damage you're, you're still afraid of falling no uh, <laughs> I, nice. well, I think rules is written you would like uh we can i don't know is that stupid 
I don't know. That's strange. Like, I'm not quite sure what the I think limitations damage. of a ghost form are. What was it, that, uh, Amy? I, I think psychic damage is a thing, for sure. Like, okay. like Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, you're still afraid of hitting the ground, so you take two psychic damage. Okay. Uh, okay, and then Fluff is going to make an attack with his dagger. <gasps> Fluff, why? <laughs> Fluff. Oh, wait, oh. The, anyway, as he lifts up the, the dagger, he hear, hears you say that. Uh, <laughs> no, Fluff, don't. <laughs> but he might have books inside him. Oh, my God, he just bleeds books. <laughs> I don't uh, think he has books inside him, Fluff. We'll get you some other books, I promise. Oh, Okay. He puts his knife away and then just kind of looks sad. And so then another wisdom save happens. Indeed it does. Oh. Is 12 enough? I don't think so. Uh, I think it has to be 13 or higher, but let me just double check. Yeah, you're right, because you're charisma 16. Correct. Okay. Are you doing anything else? Are you doing anything, Dante? I'm going to tell some jokes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> take this opportunity. <laughs> All right, serpent boy. Uh, let's try this on for size. What did the snake give to his wife? <laughs> what? <sighs> A good night hiss. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, cracks me up. All right, that's I guess that's my turn. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna see how Astrea's doing. Uh, Astrea, what have you found? Uh, I think I found the key. Then now would be a great time to get out of here. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's go. Oh, also, I I don't know how it is that I control my imp, but I technically have an imp, <laughs> and I assume he hasn't been attacking the serpent. Oh right! Oh, yeah, he goes. Right. He goes after you, and so now the, the, the imp. Uh, yeah, you can tell him to not attack, and he won't. I attack. will tell him to not attack. Tell him to just chill. Heal. Yeah, sit, good boy. Yes, I'll do that, master. I could get used to this. <laughs> you learned Dante's fetish. Uh, <laughs> I. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Never made that implication. Poppy covers Fluff's ears, quote unquote. I just like having servants. <laughs> Speaking of which, Estrella, your turn. Okay. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. uh, so Estrella is not doing too well right now. I, I'd say her face is pretty pale. Um, she's probably in her head a bit after seeing all that. Um, but she still makes a uh, look for a door, some way that they could get out. Uh, all the previous doors that you've come through are still open. Mm. Except for the first one, presumably. Except for, except for the first one, yes. <laughs> well, it's, it's getting real wet in here. <laughs> mm. is, how many doors are there? That's not the door we came through? So there is the, the room before you, which was the button room. Mm. And then the room before that was an airlock. So there's no other rooms. No. Mm. For once, there's not yet another door. Mm. Uh, I suppose I'll go back to the platform where Dante is. Okay, make another athletics check. Oof. Oh, 24. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You're on fire today. Very athletic. (laughs) 
You don't even touch the water. <laughs> Soar right across. Yeah, you like jump into the coil of the snake without touching it, and then like somersault out of it. I'm very graceful. I look impressed. <laughs> Poppy also looks impressed while she pulls herself up off the ground, even though she's still a couple inches off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you all right, Poppy? I check myself over. I offer my hand to help you up. I attempt to take the hand, and then I try with my other hand, and then I... <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm I get sorry. Up by I, myself. <laughs> I forgot. I didn't realize I, this whole ghost thing, it's, it's new to me. It's okay. It's new to me, too. <laughs> oh, I forgot to order the turn order. So we've been going in all wacky style, but you know, whatever. Uh, it's almost over. It's worked out. Yeah. Okay, so that was Astrea, and then the Fluff. Uh, Yeah, Fluff will just keep running with you towards the exit. Poppy? Is it my turn? Mm Mm-hmm. I take this time to uh, take a little closer look at the surroundings. Are you going to uh, phase through anything, like go into the water? Uh, I'll see if I see anything interesting enough to phase through. It's pretty bare bones. Uh, what you see besides the fact that there's a platform and there's water and that there is a treasure chest uh, Astrea has opened. Okay. Can I take this opportunity to quickly catch Poppy up on what's happening here? Totally. <laughs> she would right. appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Poppy. Uh, we almost drowned on our way down. I look pointedly okay? at Astrea. No, I, barely, I... just barely. Uh, we ran into a giant snake. The snake now finds, or serpent, pardon me, now finds everything hilarious. Astrea looted the chest, and now we're going to get out of here. Okay, I was listening to you, but now I need to check to make sure you're okay. So I, um, <laughs> I attempt to phase through Dante to see if I can tell if he's healthy. <laughs> uh... I just, Excuse if me, I what, could what? feel piping, I think I could feel healthy. <laughs> what, 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 is, what are you doing? Um, you, you feel his piping. Uh, roll, roll a medicine oh. check. Oh, Lord. I, I did not mean it like that. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> but you do know what his piping looks like. Uh, yeah, you what? have no idea. <laughs> that was an eight. Uh, excuse me. I, this is very, this is very forward of you. Okay. Stray is very amused by all this. The snake is making a wisdom. An eight. <laughs> you just Finds can't get over that last joke. Yeah. That was a pretty good one. Everyone but Astray is so stupid today. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then it's uh, Dante. Uh, all right, well, uh, after that interesting invasion of privacy, let's go. <laughs> and I'm going to turn around and book it. And I say sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to just say that all of you keep running, and so you make it one more round. And I assume you're taking your dash action. So you'll be going uh, 60 feet. So you all make it 60 feet. You are at the first door for the... Uh, airlock and at that point the snake makes a snake uh through (laughs) a snaving (laughs) and it snaves an 11 (laughs) not snavy enough (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, so yeah, you continue here. It's just cackling as we run away. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So you all make it into the little airlock and there is a button. Um, is there anything you guys are doing to prepare for the incoming water? Oh no. Oh no. Not this again. Not this again. I take a deep breath for no reason. <laughs> we have no other choice. I, I, I'm panicking again, having remembered that we need to swim again to get out of here. <gasps> wait, do I know that Dante can't swim? Mm. Oh, wait, it wouldn't work anyway. It wouldn't work anyway because I already tried to possess him today. <laughs> mm. oh. Wait, could I still possess him if he gave me permission to? Like, I wasn't fighting him on it. Uh, let me read the possession rules really quick. Okay, okay. Um... I'm going to say, fuck it. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I go, hey, Dante. Uh, yeah, yes. I can help you with the swimming thing if you want. It, you can help help me? How? I can't even, you can't even touch me. Yeah, but um, remember that thing I did with the fish? I could swim fish. I think I could swim you. You can swim me. You'll be inside me, swimming me. Yes. And we uh, can... It's super neat. Like, we can talk to each other while we're doing it. We don't that even sounds have to say like anything, so it's like a secret club. I look to Poppy and to the button on the wall and back to Poppy and to the button on the wall. And I throw up my arms and I say, I've done Stranger. Let's do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, as you say that, the hissing stops. <laughs> I turn around and look back. What do I see? The snake has reared up and is coming at you full force go 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 i get, quickly get, get inside push me go. the button <laughs> i'm inside dante <laughs> what did you say amy i said i quickly push the button <laughs> okay the door slams shut and the other one rises uh water's pumping all the while and uh, and air is being pumped out i take a deep breath Oh, I guess I don't have volition. Do I take a deep breath, Poppy? Yes. Well, you you do have volition. You guys are Jaegering. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. We're tag teaming this. Mm-hmm. All right. I take a deep breath. Yeah. And then the water hits you and it's cold and some of the air comes out of your lungs. You all start sw- trying to swim up to the top? Yes. Absolutely. Swim, swim, swim. Astrea, you need to roll an athletics check. Well, her luck. Oh, wow. Wow. Just, yeah. I don't know, what is oh, okay. going on with these athletics? <laughs> I was going to say DC 15, and you rolled a 19. So even though you have armor weighing you down, you are just a freaking beast. <laughs> and <laughs> and since you're, you're dashing, you're able to move twice, so you can swim 15 feet around, and you are able to make it to the surface and reach onto the boat. Dante, you can't swim that well. So uh, you're still slightly underwater because you are dog paddling a little bit, but uh, every once in a while you feel a ghostly presence take over your body and help you swim in the right direction. All right. And so that's that first round, and you hear a banging reverberating through the water. The snake is ramming its head against that door. And if you look down, this lake is very clear and blue. You can see that door cracking a little bit. Oh my gosh. I swim faster. All right. You you make it to the boat. You're able to pull yourself onto it. <gasps> with help of Australia. <gasps> that was ex- exhilarating. I've never felt so 
nimble in the water before. <laughs> Telepathically, I tell him, you're welcome. And then I hop out of his body and I say to Baldy, time to row, row, row your boat. <laughs> <laughs> Call back. Uh, yeah. He, wow. He starts rowing the boat and he goes, oh, row, row, row your boat gently downstream. Merrily, 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 merrily. Life is but a dream. <gasps> so good. <laughs> I give Poppy a look and say, he's pretty good. <laughs> Row, row, row your boat. A pirate's life for me. <laughs> well, most mostly good. <laughs> you guys are still, um, you're about 40 feet away from the shore, and you're now about 20 feet away from the shore. You see a ripple, and air bubbles come up. He keeps rowing. Row, 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 row your boat. Gently down the stream. Uh, excuse me, uh, beardy, baldy, beardy, beardy, baldy. Uh, Yar. If you value your life, you might want to row a little bit faster. He keeps rowing, and this underwater wave of water is snaking towards you. I take. I'm gonna try and take these paddles and swim faster for him. <laughs> okay. Uh, yet again, roll uh, an athletics check. Oh my god! I hope this isn't the only one that does terribly. Thirteen. You, you can also. You still have bardic inspiration. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Bardic inspiration. Okay. I'll use. If that you on want my... to add a d6, you can. Okay. I'll just do that real. Quick. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Fifteen is, is still. Nothing. Yeah. It's it's much better than the average person generally does. And yeah, you guys make it to the shore, and this underwater bubble or burst of of water that is coming towards you uh, is about ten feet away. Uh, as you hop out, are you running away or preparing to fight? I'm going to prepare to away. fight. <laughs> <laughs> Two different kinds of people. <laughs> I, I missed my chance to rid this world of that vile basilisk, but I will. Poppy, what are you doing? Uh, I'm, I was going to do something a little weird, but now I don't know if it makes sense. Um, <laughs> what, what were you going to do? Uh, I was going to stick the snake's head underwater to see if it could drown. <laughs> and now so it's already you... underwater and it's prepared for that. Yeah. <laughs> say sea serpent, probably not. Mm. Yeah, do whatever you think Poppy would do. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to ask Baldi, do you have any, like, like, harpoons or something that you use for, like, the fish or, like, whales? Or if I were on the sea, yes, I just have my fishing rod today. Well, we tried. <laughs> Holy shit, what is that thing? <laughs> it's a little snaky thing. He seems to think everything's really funny. Uh, not anymore. I call over my shoulder. <laughs> okay, maybe not anymore. But up until recently, Baldi's he's been a listening. real barrel of laughs. We can do Baldi this, Baldi. Is running. What? Baldi's no. gone. Baldi, you were supposed Baldi. to fight by my side. My love. <laughs> Uh, he yells, retreat! <laughs> I would listen to Beardy McBaldface if I were you. Live to row, row, row your boat another day. I am just in the power stance, ready with my sword. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Uh, so it's going to be the, the snake's turn. And uh, it is going to start off making a tail attack against you. And it's going to try to grapple you. 
Australia. Mm, okay. Oof. Your AC is now 14, so this 13 attack misses you. Nice. You're able to hopscotch your, your way out of being uh, attacked by this thing. Perfect. And then, Dante, are you still running? How far away from the lake shore am I at this point? Uh, if you were using your full action to dash and let's oh, say yeah. like a turn happened, then you're 60 feet away. Oh, wow. Okay, I, I'm booking it. I, t- I turned around. And I shout, Astrea, what are you doing? I'm going to purge this basilisk from this world. You have to pick your fights. Why would you fight a sea serpent in the water? He's been following us. He won't follow us onto the shore. You don't know that. That's true, I don't. But I think we stand a better chance here than where you are. Uh, I don't know how long this has taken. Probably my entire turn at this point. (laughs) Do, Do I have my imp still? Yeah, your imp is following you. I'm going to send my imp back. Okay. I give him a look and I say, it's been real. (laughs) Go get him. And I send him back to Zach the Basilisk as a distraction, hopefully, so that Astria can escape with her life. Escape. You got it, my master. And yeah, it uses its action to dash back and it makes it 40 feet. Uh, No, it's going to fly there, actually. So it makes it all the way. Oh, very good. With its little cute wings. <laughs> it has just attacked you. An imp has arrived. Dante told you to run away. What do you do in Australia? Mm. How far away is its head? Its head is 10 feet away. You'd have to like wade into the water a little bit, but its tail mm. is still near you. Mm. Well, it wouldn't be like me to run away, so... This is for Effie, Australia. <laughs> We're doing this for Effie. Now get over here. Ah, hearing the word Effie kind of snaps me back into it. Ah, fine. I'll leave this fight for another day, Basilisk. And I kind of (laughs) do like a little gesture where I have my hands towards my eyes, and then I turn and put my fingers towards its eyes, and then I turn and run. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't over. (laughs) Some of the general moves that anyone can make includes disengaging which means that they can't make an opportunity attack against you. So if you're engaged with someone and you move away from them, they get a free attack unless you use your action to disengage. Mm. Um, Then they don't get that. Then I will do that. I will disengage. Okay, you start dip, diving, dodging. (laughs) You can dodge a wrench. You can dodge a serpent. (laughs) You're able to make it about 30 feet away. And Fluff, you just now noticed, has been hanging on to you. And there is a very exacerbated cat that crawls out of your backpack and is real upset. (laughs) Oh, God. It's the most upset cat you've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Cats really don't like snakes either. (laughs) Yeah. And so you see as you run away that this snake isn't following you into the city. It kind of knows that that's dangerous. Maybe it has kind of a Loch Ness Monster-y type situation where it might not want to be seen very much. Yeah, and so it uh, recedes back into the water after taking one last swipe at your imp. (laughs) Does the imp survive? Let's see. It grabs this imp and before retreating, pulls it underwater with its tail and then swims down. I shed a single tear. (laughs) (laughs) You remember that from the imp summoning scroll you as you cast the spell you remember reading that it only lasted for like an hour anyway 
No, that's not so bad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He was doomed from the get-go. So we're out of initiative order. (sighs) That was terrifying, but strangely exhilarating. I pretend to wipe sweat off my brow. (laughs) (laughs) My only regret is not killing it. At this moment, I notice my instrument, my lyre. Mm. Uh, How does it look? Oh, it's, it's warped. The wood is not looking good at all. No, no, my, my beautiful Lydia, my gorgeous <laughs> instrument. What has happened to you? And I fall to my knees, sobbing. <laughs> As I run to give him a hug. ruined. I run to give him a hug, but I just kind of fall. <laughs> As Dante is having his breakdown, I pull the note that was uh, wrapped in the bandana and i take a look at it okay uh it is definitely runny from all the water damage it doesn't seem like it was a magical note Mm. but it says uh actually roll a investigation check to see how much you can read of it now natural 20 20. what the hell (laughs) i'm just rolling so well have you rolled anything but a 20 so far i know well when i when i had my initiative i rolled a nine okay sure (laughs) This note says, you'll need this when you go to nothing left. Mm. And so that was the note that was wrapped in the bandana that also held the canteen. You'll need this when you go to nothing left? Correct. Mm. Okay. I, I ponder on that, and I go over to Dante, and I kind of give him a push. He, like, snap out of it, Dante. And then... <laughs> no, it's okay. And then I sort of uh, show him the note and I go take a look at this I whip around and I glare daggers at her and I say you this was your fault <laughs> Lydia would still be still be playable if it it wasn't for you can't you just buy another one I can't I just buy another one you have any idea how rare and special Lydia was yeah you're right I don't you wouldn't uncultured <laughs> swine Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> roll perception, everyone. All right. Fifteen. Seven. I'm a little bit distracted. <laughs> yeah, you were a bit. Twenty-two. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, Poppy, you see that Luna, the student who's been guiding you around, uh, <laughs> is standing behind you guys, and she's eating um, roast duck on a stick. <laughs> and mm. she's just, like, casually listening to you guys bigger. You know, like, really enjoying all the bickering. Oh, of course she is. Uh, I ask her, can I pretend to have some of that? Uh, that's, like, really weird. But, I mean, like, <laughs> sure, I guess. Here. Makes me feel human. Oh, whatever makes you feel human. <laughs> Thank you. And I, I phase through a little bit with my teeth. <laughs> oh, it's got, like, ecto-guck on it. <laughs> eh, not too bad. Thank you. You're welcome. So... <laughs> Dante, I was fucking with you earlier. You were what? <laughs> I, I was, wipe away my tears. I was screwing with you. Like you didn't need to buy that doublet. You, you know, this is a magical world. I, the magical, certainly, of course, of course, I knew that. Certainly, I did. But what, what does that have anything to do with, with my doublet? Uh, like, people can just repair things. Really easy. They don't even just need to spend spells to do it. Just like cantrips. Uh, oh, of, co- of course, of course. Actually, side note here. 
Dante actually has prestidigitation. <laughs> I don't know if that falls under the category <laughs> of uh, fixing the doublet, but oh, uh, that would. So if you you could definitely clean it up. Yeah, um, but not repair it. No, not re- you could you could repair it for an hour. I think like patches of it. <laughs> okay, that's not quite what I was looking no, for. No, but there's other cantrips that sure. Fix okay, it. okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh. Oh. Well. Of. Um. Well, in that case, I. I now have a formal wear doublet and a traveling doublet. As everyone should. Yeah, totally planned. And I eye my disheveled companions with a look of disdain. And then I turn my attention to the note which Estrella has thrust in front of my face. Looks like it says, you'll bleed this when you go to blah, blah, blah. What, what is this? This is a mess. I can't read this. You can't read it? It says you'll need this when... Oh, what does it say? You'll need this when you go to nothing left. It says you'll need this when you go to nothing left. Nothing left. Nothing left. And I dig into my my satchel, uh, and I attempt to find the notes from Cassius. Are they intact? Uh, how were you storing them? I would assume I put them in my satchel. Let's say I folded them and put them in, slipped them inside the cover of my, my book, my book of songs and tales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a very uh, good place to store it. Because how, it's a magical how prescient book. of me. <laughs> yes, how, how good of you. Uh, so they, they look dry and intact? Yes, yeah. Okay, so I, I pull one out. I say, the, the land of nothing left. That's, that's what it says right here. It says, it says, in the land of nothing left, from which the traitor hailed, the last third lays in the hearth of his ancestral home. Mm. Cassius wrote this, correct? Who, who's this? The traitor he speaks of. He's the traitor. I don't understand what it's... I, I, I find understand. it highly unlikely he'd talk about himself in the third person as a traitor. Yeah, he, that doesn't sound like him. I don't... We'll, we'll just have to go to the land of nothing left, then. I suppose we shall. Mm. But first, uh, Luna, you, you were saying something about people repairing things magically. Do, do you su- suppose that somebody could and uh, I hold forth my my warped and uh, damaged lyre. Could someone save Lydia? Yeah, like, the prof could do it so easy. Oh my god, oh thank goodness, I, I thought I'd lost her for a moment. No, that would be stupid. Also, why would you jump in the water? You're so dumb, Dante. And she pushes you, like she's really feeling up your chest. You're so stupid, Dante. Why would you jump in the water with that? Dante gives her a sharp look and then turns to Astrea and says, Yes, so stupid. Why would you jump in the water? I really want to strangle this kid, so I just give her the meanest look. Poppy is also glaring at her, but for other reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you don't calm down, Luna, I might just throw you in the lake myself. Now, 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 now. There's no, no reason to be so... So uh, nasty towards our guide here. Oh. Yeah, and it's not like she could. Oh, really? I wouldn't test that. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen how athletic I am? (laughs) (laughs) Having recently seen (laughs) Astrea's performance, Dante is. I put my money on (laughs) Astrea. So I'm, like, supposed to tour you guys around. Is there anything else that you need? I guess we're taking you to prof. 
I guess we can all go there and fix your water damage stuff for your weirdo trip that you took. But is there anything else that you guys want to see while you're here? It's about noon, by the way. Poppy refrains from saying you six feet under. Whoa. <laughs> this is in Poppy's head. And that escalated quickly. apparently fluffs too. <laughs> but fluff things back to you like, whoa. <laughs> um, She's not even made of books. No reason to kill her. Dante notices, I, I, I notice the uh, leg of the duck that Luna is munching on, and suddenly my stomach growls. I, uh, it, it's about noon hour, isn't it? Time for respectable people to have a meal? Uh, yeah. Like, you can eat totally. There's a lot of restaurants. What are you in the mood for? We got a lot of vegetarian options. We've v- got... Veg, veg what? Ve- ve- you don't... You, 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 uh, don't, don't worry about it it's like if you don't eat meat i obviously why why wouldn't we eat meat that's how we would get our protein i don't well like meat's delicious yeah uh, i i totally agree i'm not a commoner for god's sake of course i eat meat as often as i can Uh, poppy as a vegetarian it's just like well sometimes you really love plants and like all you want in you is just plants you know uh can't say I've ever felt that before, but... Yeah, I, I don't understand. How do you think I've gotten this build? <laughs> oh, so you get your gains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Soy protein. Mm. Yeah, so uh, Lu- Luna is eating uh, roast duck, and she's like, uh, yeah, I can take you to like a place that has tons of meat if you want. That sounds delightful. Mm, yes. Okay, they serve, like, rooster, if you like rooster. Uh... I uh, would rooster be considered like, acceptable fare in okay yeah. I just don't know if like specifically rooster would be considered like good or bad yeah, would it be where either? we come from it would be considered good uh, nerd rant uh, in medieval times uh, pork was the everyday meat but chicken was kind of the Sunday dinner okay perfect winter winter mm-hmm. chicken dinner let's go mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so she takes you uh, to the old cock they have a plethora of different styles of barbecuing and smoking and sous vide and so those are the the three main options so so you choose the way you want it cooked and you choose the sauce which they have like a garlic kind of a tomato paste or just a pepper chicken i'm gonna walk in like i own the place and i'm going to say uh three of your best most succulent birds for my friends and i here uh and uh a fine selection of the of the chef's favorites for a tasting menu. Uh, a little gnome says to you, Oh, I will totally do that for you. Right away. So you said a tasting menu, and then what else? Three succulent birds. Three succulent birds. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> they get you one that's smoked, uh, one that's been sous vide, and one that's been uh, barbecued. Can I just say I really appreciate your dedication to this meal? <laughs> to the, yes, yes. To, to role-playing this meal. <laughs> I'm all about it. And in terms of sides, they uh, give you some baked beans, some cauliflower that has been slow cooked in pork, and so it has pork bits in there, as well as cheese-covered broccoli. Yeah. Nothing like a good light meal for your midday, (laughs) says Dante. All right, I guess we'll As as I tuck in. Yeah, and there's a free round of beers that comes with it. Ah. Of course there is. Poppy sits down and she tries to pick up a fork and even though she doesn't pick it up she pretends she has 
And she jabs her invisible fork into some broccoli with cheese on it. And she brings the nothing to her mouth and goes, oh, Yeah, that was that was great. <laughs> I, uh, with a drumstick half shoved into my mouth, I realize that Poppy cannot eat. And I attempt to speak around the drumstick. Oh, oh I'm so sorry. Oh, my dear, <laughs> this is so insensitive of us. Oh, this chicken, though, so good. Yeah, I don't okay. even notice. I'm just digging in. <laughs> <laughs> so near the midpoint of your meal, a guy stumbles into the restaurant and he has a, a knife in his back and he falls to the ground in front of you at your table and he hands you a note, Dante. I take the note and then I immediately turn and and just lose my cookies all over the floor. <laughs> and the man expires. <laughs> and Luna goes... <laughs> Oh my god, this again? Jeez. This poor man, what what just happened? I look at the note in my hand. Uh, it says, uh, don't trust Lord Never Ember. <laughs> I thought it was going to say don't kill the messenger. <laughs> don't kill oh the messenger. Oh my god. That, that would have been, been really hilarious. good. That would have been really good. <laughs> what, what does this mean? And I hand the note to Luna. Oh, like, Never Ember is the lord of Neverwinter. They both have Never in the name, but, like, he's a recent, like, immigrant up here. He's really cool. Like, he's the main lord of Neverwinter. Lord Never Ember. But this man, this poor man who has just expired on this floor, why? Who's done such a thing? I don't know. That's, like, the mystery. You could probably, like, solve it and get some quest money. Mm. (laughs) Uh, perhaps so. Is there some sort of resistance against the new lord? Yeah, there is. Like, he... I think I mentioned this to you guys before, but I don't know how smart you are. The weird progressive that's pseudo-progressive? No, my professor is... is, He's a cool guy. Uh, I I think Estrella was referring to the, the lord that lives in the very large castle on the other side of the lake. Yeah, the guy that you were like, oh, I like him. And I was like, maybe you shouldn't like him. (laughs) Because, yeah, he's just like maybe a tyrant, but he does good things. Like moral conundrum. Oh, my gosh. Whatever. Who is this never dude? And more importantly, why shouldn't we trust him? I I don't know. Like, does it matter? Well, this man just died to give us this message. So, yes, I think it matters. Okay, well, we know that a guy died in front of us, and it's hard to stab yourself in the back, so he's murdered, and he doesn't like Never Ember. That's, like, all we know. Like, what are you going to do with that? It's a pointless quest. Things just happen like that in Neverwinter. We don't know for sure he didn't like Never Ember. It could be that somebody gave him the note and then brought it to us. I've I mean, I lost think, my appetite, I'm afraid. I mean, I guess we don't have a reason to help Never Ember. I mean, or oh. sorry, <laughs> we don't have a reason to help this messenger or anything like that. We're on our own mission. I, mm, I, have, a, I have a weird question. Mm-hmm. Can I possess dead things? No, <laughs> you, you, you don't have that ability. No okay. way to commune with the dead. I was just wondering if, like... I could get some of his lingering soul thoughts. <laughs> uh, as the initial shock of the dead man in front of me wears off, I would like to take a moment to inspect him. What kind of clothing is he wearing? Uh, very much peasant clothing. Does he look like he's of low birth? He does, yes. Uh, uh, you find his 
coin purse, but it, it only has a couple gold in it. I wasn't even going to bother. As soon as I saw the clothes, <laughs> I knew. <laughs> well, at least he wasn't nobility. He looks like a peasant. Dante. Well, it's just it's simple statistics. Peasants are a dime a dozen. Oh, so he wasn't worth saving then, huh? Well, I certainly wouldn't go out of my way I to changed my find mind. him. Where is this Lord Never Ember? I'm going to avenge this peasant. Oh, we don't have time for this, Astrea. Effie, oh. remember the key? Remember? Mm. Uh, he lives over there, and she points to a large building. I'm going to go get the guards, and they can clean us up. They're used to it. Well, yes, that she, seems she, best. And she leaves. I just want to talk to Lord Never Ember. That's all. I just want to talk to him. I think we should return to the Neverwinter Academy and pre- prepare my lyre. Well, we do need to do that. We do. How else am I supposed to sing beautiful music for you? Actually, maybe we don't need to do that. I, I'm insulted, madam. Yeah, I've heard your beautiful music. That was an unfortunate occurrence. Not, not normally how it goes. Oh, it doesn't normally happen? Oh, okay. No, as a matter of fact, allow me to show you. No, wait. Hold on a second. Came out wrong. <laughs> also, I don't have an instrument. No, but that's okay. You could try with disadvantage. Uh, can I just can I just sing? I'm just gonna jump up on the table and launch into a bardic performance. Okay, yeah. All right. Roll performance. All right. For the patrons, for the patrons of this fine establishment, a complimentary song from the world's greatest bard, Dante Darrington. <clears throat> All right, that's fifteen. <laughs> yeah. And what type of song is this? It's going to be a rollicking jig. Okay, so over the corpse of this recently dead guy, yeah. uh, Dante performs a very happy song. That's right. Uh, almost in celebration. It's it's a very good performance. Celebration of his life. Well lived, I'm sure. <laughs> but it's a very great performance, but it does look distasteful to all the other patrons in, in this establishment. <laughs> Abby is very confused, but she's clapping along. If they could see that he was a peasant, they would realize it wasn't a problem. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Estrella, you hear someone uh, whispering, uh, one gnome whispering to another gnome. Oh, that ain't right. That ain't right. (laughs) Should be a dirge. Uh, Don't. I wrap up my song? Stop. Stop embarrassing yourself. Oh, this is a fine performance, Estrella. Look, everyone's enjoying it. And I look around and I see. Maybe not everyone. People have their head downs, but they're tapping their feet. (laughs) Ah, they can't help but tap their feet to the tune. I give Estrella a broad wink, and I see myself back down. My appetite fully recovered, I dig back (laughs) into my chicken. (laughs) I guess we should go get your liar fixed. As I said. Luna comes back with the guards, they clean it up. And she is able to lead you guys back to Neverwinter, the new Neverwinter Academy. And yeah, so you walk into this giant building, and as she walks in to this tower, she's explaining to you, yeah, this place like got teleported into the Plains of Madness, and so that's why there's like so many weird staircases that like if you look at them for too long, you start to go insane. So, yeah, it's a pretty cool place. Uh, let's go up this staircase, and then you only have to take a backwards left at this one, and then an upside down right over here. Uh, and then you corkscrew through this. Oh, there's no gravity here. Okay, so we just jump. Okay, good job, everyone. And hey, we're at Prof's door. 
Improv. And he opens up the door. Why, yes. Hello there. What can I do for all of you? I push myself to the front of the posse. Well, you see. And I hold forth my poor, broken liar. Lydia, she... She suffered a terrible accident. Oh, you've named it. Interesting. Oh, I didn't name it. It came with the name. Oh, I see. She has quite the history. He touches his hand to it, and it suddenly becomes mended. There you go. I look overjoyed, and I take Lydia back gingerly, and I cradle her gently. Oh, I was so afraid. Sweet Lydia. Oh, um, well, is there anything else I can help you with? And you see that he's wearing a bib, and it has, like, some milk stains on it, and in one hand he has a pacifier. (laughs) Poppy's attention has been piqued. (laughs) What's, uh, what's going on here, prof? (laughs) Oh, I'm just taking care of the little changeling babies. Can, Can I see them? I think I literally cannot stop you. (laughs) (laughs) And I just sort of phase through them into the room. (laughs) Ooh. That's weird. Yeah, and you see that half of them are napping. One of them is, like, reading a book on uh, dungeon delving. The other one is, like, solving a puzzle. One of them is, like, doing math equations. I crashed Uh, down. But they're they're in, like, little, um, oh, God, what do you put babies in? I cradles? Yeah, they're in little cradles. So I, I crouch down next to the one who's solving a puzzle, and I just go, Hey, how's that going? It's going good. I'm so proud of you. You're doing such a good job. Oh, thank you. When I grow up, can I look like you? I think so, but it might take a long time, but that's good. Okay, you're pretty. <laughs> Seeing that, um... That the professor looks a little bit frazzled with his uh, child-rearing duties. I take a couple of experimental plucks at my lyre, and I ask, Would you like me to sing them a lullaby? It is my speciality. Oh, that would be quite useful. Please, go ahead. I take a moment to uh, retune my instrument, but it seems like it's perfectly in tune as it is. And I launch into... A beautiful, gentle lullaby. No magic involved, just a very nice tune. Ooh, yeah, another performance check. Okay. A 13. Uh, yeah, you see uh, uh, the one doing the puzzle and the one who's doing math equations. Uh, they lay their head down. But that dungeon delving one is so into dungeon delving. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear him say, oh, yeah, great, great, oozes, bad, okay, okay. <laughs> And the ones that were asleep are sleeping even more sound. (laughs) I finish my tune, and I give the professor a smile, and I say, As thanks for repairing my instrument. And Luna pipes up, and she goes, Hey, dumb fart. Also, your other doublet, don't you want that fixed? Oh, yes, of course, of course. Uh, Luna, I believe you have my doublet. Um, oh... Did she? I think I left it with her. Wasn't she going to take yeah. it to get it repaired? Yeah, here's his doublet. <laughs> and I and lean over it. and whisper to her, Who's the dumb fart now? Uh, <laughs> and I, I, give, her, I give her a wink. <laughs> uh, she uh, she blushes really hard. Uh. Um, <laughs> oh, never mind. 
<laughs> Poppy just floats into the room, completely deadpan. <laughs> uh, and she's like, could you, hey, prof, could you also fix this? And he was like, yes, that would be no problem. And he mends it, and then he prestidigitates all the blood off of it. As good as new. My eternal gratitude. And I take it and bow deeply, and I stick it in my satchel. Hmm. Well, is there anything else? Uh, can you mind telling us a, a little bit about Never Ember? Lord Never Ember? Oh, yes. Lord Never Ember. He was a lord of Waterdeep, the main city of this coast. But he was exiled from the lords there. As you see in Waterdeep, there are a council of many lords. Whereas in Neverwinter, we had been ravaged by the spell plague. So no lords had resided here. After being kicked out of Waterdeep, he came here and used all his finances to help rebuild the city. He levied very little taxes against the normal man, allowing many industrious folks to rise up and create businesses. But he has taxed heavily those rich and wealthy who have lived here, and rules them with quite an iron fist, even though they don't see it. It is a shadowy fist. I shake my head. Just terrible, taxing the rich and wealthy. It's a terrible thing. Oh, well, lucky for me, I'm quite... Not doing so well this year. <laughs> Would you guys like to be my students? Uh, as, I'm fine. Good. As honored as we are by the invitation, Professor, we have a quest to complete. Hmm. Well, a quest is a noble thing indeed. Uh, Luna, how about you get onto some quests and start earning the school a little bit of money? Um. Yes. Well, I guess I should bid you adieu. I do. He starts, like, shoving you out the door a little bit, I guess politely as one can. (laughs) Okay. Like a hint. Poppy, you're just going to leave your babies like that? Now that you mention it. (laughs) (laughs) I just shoop through the door, and I float over, and I give each baby a little little smooch. (laughs) And then I go, adieu, just like he did, and I float right back out. Cute. <laughs> they can't feel a physical thing, but you can tell maybe that there is something mental happening there. Psychic kiss. It's the mm. thought that counts. Yeah. Alright, so yeah, you guys are in the cloak tower, and so there is the fallen tower inn that you were staying at before, and there is also you guys know the way back through the sewers if you want to go that way. Mm. Yes, what should we do? Uh, what else did you find in that chest, Astrea? I saw the note. Was there anything else? Uh, just the note and the key part and some potions. The key part? I don't think you mentioned that. It was there. Yes. Just as the note promised. The top of a key, yeah. Mm. And I hand it to Dante. I look at the key fragment and I look pensive. I examine it top side, bottom side, and then I hand it back to Estrella, and I say, I have literally no idea what to do with this. Well, me neither. You're the... You're supposed to know what to do. But since when was I the one that was supposed to know what to do? I'm just the bard, remember? Uh, well, uh, I don't know. I suppose we'll go back through the sewers, then. I suppose there was something in the note about 
the land of nothing left? Do you, do you remember? Was the land of nothing left accessible from the room full of doors? Uh, let me think by going to... <laughs> by looking at the room. By looking at the room, or the doors in the yeah, room. So you think back to the rooms, and you know that there was your door, there was the door that you've gone through that had the basilisk on it. Mm-hmm. There was the door that was labeled Kelswake. There was the door with the babbling brook. Mm-hmm. Um, there was Tirnanog. Oh, yes. There was the felt door uh, labeled the Land of Ta. Right. There are two doors that are completely plain, and the ninth door is metal and has, like, oh, uh, the planets. planets. Yeah. Right. Mm. You want me to go in and ask the professor? Maybe, maybe so. That might help. All right, be right back. And I shoot back in. I wave hello to the babies, but I don't wake any of them. And I tiptoe above the ground up to the professor. And I go, hey, quick question, then I'll be out of your hair. Um, we're looking for a place called Nothing Left. Have you heard of that, maybe? Oh, um, that sounds like maybe some fairy bullshit. <laughs> Um, but um, I've never heard of anything like that. Do you have any leads? Um, not really. I've been kind of um distracted by someone in our party, so I haven't been listening completely. Mm, that fluff is quite an interesting <laughs> creature. the fallen tower still uh, I'm, I'm not really the decision maker <laughs> okay well you, here we'll leave, a, we'll leave a forwarding address there I'll give you something and he pulls one of his quills off of his his desk and he opens the door and he comes out to you or actually he, he takes a stone off of his desk uh, and he hands it to um, whoever corporeal person is closest um, <laughs> And he says, uh, take this stone. It'll allow me to contact you if I find anything. Thank you so much. And I fade back out of the room. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, he had opened up the door and passed uh, one of you guys the stone. He goes, and for a second time, adieu. And he goes back into his room, closes the door. And you hear a th- loud lock sound. I don't know if he's heard about the rule of threes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what does this stone do? I ask Poppy, I suppose. I don't know if we heard that conversation. You did. He was handing it to I, oh, think, okay. I guess you. And as you say that, you hear a sound through the rock. And he says, like his voice is being projected, kind of like a walkie-talkie. And he says, you will be able to talk with me through this. Oh, that's very handy. Good thing I went back. <laughs> yes, it's pretty expensive, so hopefully return it in a timely fashion. When you're not using it, if you could, keep it wrapped up so I don't have to hear you in time. <laughs> so you're not waking the babies. 
Ah, yes, of course, of course. We'll keep it wrapped up. Very good. And I'm going to keep mine wrapped up for just a little bit so I don't hear you. Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> Goodbye. Hello, rule of threes time. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going back in? <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have a blade? A baby blanket we could wrap it in. Oh my god, you are so <laughs> sneaky. You, a ghost should not sneak up on people. A blanket, I have a soiled blanket, but I can do magic, okay? He pressed to digitate some green baby poop off of um, a blanket, and so it's completely clean. It's a shimmering, shiny blanket. And he, he hands it to you before realizing that you're ghosting. us, oh, okay. And he goes over to the door, unlocks the door, opens the door, and he, he goes, oh, Dante. Uh, I hold out my hand. He tosses it over your head. Goodbye. Adieu, adieu, adieu. And he goes back into his room. <laughs> Question. Can I smell? Uh, yeah, you, you have all your senses. I sniff the baby blanket to see if it still smells like babies. Yeah, it doesn't smell like poo, but it does smell of, like, a fresh, clean baby. I stay very close to the blanket. (laughs) I take the blanket off my head. I look unimpressed. I wrap the stone in it, and I hand it to Astria. Here you go. You're the responsible sort. This thing stinks, but I'll put it in my backpack. (laughs) Oh, you could use a little bit of freshening. Oh, really? Yes, really. Say that's my face. When was the last time you showered? Or you bathed? <laughs> I bathed the last time we went to the inn. Oh, that was almost 24 hours ago. Well, I was probably sweating a lot because I was doing a lot of athletic stuff. And I when did... was the last time you bathed? <laughs> yeah, we both stink. <laughs> I give myself a subtle pit check and I, I can't deny I do smell. That Ugh. water wasn't exactly super clean. Uh, let's get back to the inn post haste. I need to take a, sh- a bath. <laughs> I don't I, know, are showers suppose... a thing in this world? I guess they are in Neverwinter. Yeah, because they have uh, cantrips powering everything. Sure. Suppose I will take a shower as well. Not that I care about how I stink, just that a little gross. <laughs> uh, and I am like done with you guys. It's been real. So. Uh, hugs, I guess. And she goes and hugs Dante. I don't need a hug. And, <laughs> and she, her hand goes to your, pretty low on your lower back. <laughs> and, and she goes, okay, I'm, like, bye, without even attempting to hug Flav or Australia. Hockney <laughs> feels physically ill. <laughs> Dante says, uh, yes, Luna, thank you. Thank you very much for your help. You've been indispensable here. And bows, as he does. Don't get mushy. Bye. And she stealths off into the day. Skulks away. <laughs> All right, yeah. let's get back before someone notices how I smell. <laughs> yeah, so you guys make your way to the Fallen Tower Inn. And yeah, you get the same rooms that you had as before, which will be two gold. Probably a gold from Australia and a gold from Dante. I suppose. And are free to bathe. All right. It's about, after all this, like 2.30 wow. in the PM. We got a lot done in a short time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Let me just deduct the gold here. <laughs> I have not been keeping track. <laughs> I kind of have been keeping track. I think, I'm, I think I have the right amount. Well, after getting all cleaned up, what shall we do? 
suppose we head back to the room doors for the sewers. Wait, what what day is it? Is it uh, is it Samhain by chance? Can I consult a calendar or something? Yeah, you <laughs> know that you have about four days left until Samhain. It feels like it's been much longer than that. <laughs> Funny. Well, very well then. I suppose our best bet is to try and find this land of nothing left. Huh, yeah. Yes, I'm I... in full agreement with Dante. But we have no leads. Well, we have a room full of doors to mysterious worlds. I think that's about as good a lead as we're going to get. We also have we a stone just... we can shout at. Also true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess we could just start opening doors and... <laughs> uh, perhaps we need to find some books for fluff. We did promise him some after all. Yeah. <laughs> books. Although, we're going back to the library, fluff. There'll be plenty of books for you there. Oh, yeah. And hopefully some lady fluffs. Yes, you're long overdue on the lady fluffs, aren't you? Mm-hmm. I know the feeling, my friend. <laughs> Poppy just looks up. <laughs> <laughs> Turns to the camera like she's in the office. <laughs> she, she, okay, yeah. She mugs the camera. She gems the camera. Dante 100% doesn't even notice. <laughs> <sighs> Are you guys going to spend the night here and then go? Yes. I am rather tired. We've done a lot of work today. We almost died twice. I think I'll spend some time composing a song, a ballad of our adventures on this day. Good. Be sure to involve me in it. Oh, it will. Don't you worry. (laughs) Good. Uh, The paladin Astrea attempted to drown me. (laughs) Terrible idea. That's a good start. I like it so far. And, I well, stick out my tongue at Estrella. <laughs> well, while everybody else is resting, um, I don't need, have anything I need to refresh, right? No, you haven't taken any hit points or used any things. Yeah, I, yeah. You she took the two. So, she um, took two fall damage. Oh, yeah, that's that's oh. true. You you heal back your two uh, psychic fall damage. Uh, I was going to sneak from room to room to see if I can find any that have a combination of both uh, books in the room. And an unlocked door. <laughs> I thought uh, you were going to go looking for babies. I was going to be yeah. like, that's really creepy. <laughs> yes. There'd definitely be a quest on the quest board like, there's a ghost, there's a baby ghost. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, roll investigation. Okay. Oh. Oof. With a seven, the only books you find are behind locked doors. Okay. So I just telepathically tell the fluff. There are books that are behind locked doors. Do oh, with this yeah. information what you will. Oh, locked? Oh, no. <laughs> I think I'll survive. Okay. Maybe. I'll keep on the lookout for you. Thank you, Poppy. I love you. <gasps> I love you. I love you more. <laughs> Poppy just kind of cries a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so if you guys aren't doing anything else... You get the effects of a long rest, and you are up and ready to go. You sleep like the dead, especially Poppy. Yeah. And you, <laughs> ha, 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 you wake up raring to go. And we can either stop here, or if you guys want to go back to the room and talk a little bit. Can we stop on a cliffhanger? I don't know. If we go back to the room, is that going to work out? Uh, it might. It might. It might. Yeah, okay, mm. let's, let's go. So... <laughs> Uh, so you guys, uh, wake up and I take it, you go straight to the sewers. 
Yes. That sounds reasonable. Mm -hmm. As you go through the city, you pass many potential uh, plot hooks and young adventurers, old wizards with crystal balls ready to give away their divinations. And you make it to the cloak tower, you go through the door at the first floor, and you go down into the sewers. Um, You get to the part where you have to wade through it, and what happens with Dante there? Uh, I give Astrea an expectant look. Fine. <laughs> I knew. I knew you'd do it. You love me. I hop up onto her back. It's <laughs> only to show how weak you are. <laughs> I'm fine with that as long as I don't have to dirty my boots. Uh, I hope that you put this in your songs as well. Oh, I'm sure I'll get it in there somewhere. Mm. Yeah, you guys make it through there. You get back to that room where you fought the cultists. The circle of the teleportation circles there, but most of the runes that were used in the spell were used up in the spell. There's the dripping again, the cursed books uh, that were cursed by spell plague, and you open the door to the outside of the cliff, and so you're on this little overhang that's halfway down the valley. Above you, yet again, is it covered with stone that has been magically covered to keep the spell plague in, and then below you is spell plague and craziness, uh, and then to the right is the door back into the library. And so you open it up, and you are back in the room. I heave a great sigh of relief. I never thought I'd be happy to be back in this insane library, but it sure beats whatever that was. Uh, Fluff. At least close your mouth when you chew, Fluff. Don't you know it's impolite to be so loud? I would like to examine the doors, and specifically I'm drawn towards... The two doors with nothing on them. That is exactly what I'm thinking. Uh, great minds think like, right, Astrea? Uh, just this <laughs> once they do. I'm gonna say it's probably the left door. Oh, what makes you say that, Poppy? I don't know, just a hunch. Back to the camera like it's the office. <laughs> I shrug my shoulders and I would like to examine the left door. So the left door is just like the right door. It's plain, monocolored, monotextured, unadorned, smooth sandstone, and it has a simple handle. And when you go to shake the handle, it seems unlocked. This one seems unlocked, which is odd, but uh, uh, Astrea, big, strong paladin type, why don't you give this a try? And I take a couple steps back. I will. I knew you would. And I open the door, or try to open the door. And with Astrea's strength, she is able to, she pushes the door inwards, and a little bit of sand falls out, and just a blast of arid air hits you. You see in front of you what looks to be like like abandoned school for primary students. It's very colorful. There's a lot of really old books around. Even though it's been abandoned, there's not a lot of plant growth. Uh, you you see that there's like a solid inch of sand that's on the floor everywhere. There's windows that line the wall that you're facing sand comes halfway up those windows. So it seems like that this building has been buried under sand a little bit. Mm. And do you go into the room? Yes, I go into the room to kind of take a look out the door. Or the window, sorry. Uh, Make a stealth check, DC 20. Um, Wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, It's so close. Almost. Almost. Yeah. You see that there's a little robot um, this little automaton has activated by your motion and is following you. It looks like a really, really tiny humanoid. 
Uh, it's about like four inches tall total, and it's just moving its head to follow you. Yeah, and so uh, that's what's happening. Are the rest of you going inside? Bella, is it, is it safe? What do you see, Estrella? Uh, something that looks like sprocket, but different. Come, come look. I timidly creep into the room. Yeah, so you you creep in and you see uh, what Estrella has seen, uh, that this is like a little primary school that has been abandoned. Fluff comes in and uh, he's like, oh yeah, more books, weird books, oh yeah. And he eats one and he's like, oh, this tastes like innocence, so good. Because uh, that's not creepy at all. No, oh <laughs> Give me your innocence. Fluffy is disturbed. <laughs> Uh, at one end of the room, two eyes appear, floating, not connected to anything else. These eyes don't have the normal like sclera pupil iris situation. They're all black, and they have bits of speckled, bright, starry dots mm. throughout them. You hear uh, a voice coming from where uh, the mouth would be if those eyes were connected to a face that you could see. Penelope? Well, I reckon. Is that you, Penelope? Oh. I jump and hide behind Estrella. What? Maybe. I don't remember much. Oh, you can't be messing with me like that. That looks like a dead Penelope to me. And you hear a slight pop behind you guys. And you turn to look, uh, and there's a, a man who looks to be in his late 20s or early 30s. He has dark, like kind of dark chocolate skin, a short fro that's tied up in a red bandana. He has tattered clothes, and he has eyes uh, like the eyes you just have seen, where they're all black and starry. And he goes, uh, well, actually, where is the bandana currently? That, uh that I have, um, I'm thinking I probably put it away out of sight. Mm. At a, yeah, that way that Dante or Poppy doesn't ask about it or something. Okay. Um, yeah, so he is wearing the same type of bandana that Amir had when he was a kid. This man turns to Poppy and he says, I've missed you, Penelope. <laughs> and that's where we'll end our session. Oh my oh, God, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, me yeah, too. I'm, really, I'm excited about this next. Western theme. <laughs> Right. Well, tune in next time. Hey, for all you rules lawyers out there, you know who you are. I did mess up on fall damage. Fall damage is calculated as 1d6 per every 10 feet up to 20d6 of damage. But that doesn't even matter because lingering souls don't take fall damage and they always fall at 60 feet per second. Finally, thank you to all of our patrons. Here's a shout out to those in our Pillow Night tier. Those good sirs include Elid Avni, the mysterious immortal businessman who claims that he does not need blood to survive. No one even asked. And Smizamore, the adventurer who is voted most likely to be eaten by an ooze by his other classmates at the new Neverwinter Adventuring Academy. Have a good one.